It is almost here, Ramley, and we have everything you need to know about the Rams-Lions Super Wild Card matchup. Who has the advantages? What are the strengths and weaknesses of the Lions? We've got the keys to victory, the path to victory, an injury report, everything you need to know. That's coming up next here on Locked on Rams. You are Locked on Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Ramley, and welcome to another episode of Locked On Rams, your daily podcast covering your Los Angeles Rams, free and available wherever you get your podcast. Locked On Rams, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're also available over on YouTube, so if you haven't yet, do us a huge favor. Subscribe to Locked On Rams YouTube channel, just past 11,000 subscribers, trying to get to 12K, so join the party, and also drop your comments down below. What do you think are the biggest X factors, and drop your score predictions for the super wild card matchup between the Rams. Rams and the Lions. We read all those comments. We really appreciate them. My name is Doug McCann. You can follow me on X at Instagram at DMAC underscore LA. I've been covering LA sports for over a decade, 24-7 sports, Dodgers Nation, SI. Now the Rams four locked on. And as always, I'm joined by the Rams pre-half and post-game show host for the Rams flagship radio station, ESPN 710 LA. He's in his eighth season covering your team, the People's Champ, Mr. Travis Rogers. You can follow him on X at Travis Rogers. And on today's episode, we've got all the facts and factors you need to know. We've got how to get bad golf, who has the biggest advantages, what is the Rams' biggest strength, what's the Lions' biggest strength, the weaknesses. We're going to get into all that. We've got a big injury report. But first, this episode of Locked On Rams is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On for $20 off your first purchase. All right, Travis, it's almost finally here. Yep. Sunday, wild card weekend. We've got the primetime matchup on NBC. It can't get here soon enough. First playoff game in Detroit in 30 years. Well, before we get into it, though, quick injury report. Jordan Fuller was held out of practice again. He recovers from an ankle injury, suffering against the 49ers. His status is in doubt at this point. Hopefully he gives it a go. Higby was limited for the second day in a row. He's most likely to give it a go after dealing with that shoulder injury in week 18. But the big one is Sam Laporta, who says he is optimistic that he will be able to play. Now, how close to 100% will he be? That's the big question. But it does seem like he is going to be a part of that Lions offense on Sunday. Yeah, uh, he'll be there. I guess the question is, how effective is he? And I would be surprised if he is the Sam Laporta that we saw through most of the season, who might be, you know, never mind the best rookie tight end in the league. He might be the best tight end in the league, full stop. He had that kind of season. So, you know, 70% of him, 80% of him is still pretty darn good. Uh, but that offense, that that's kind of Jared Goff's safety blanket. So if he's something less than his best, I think that kind of, is an opportunity for, for the Rams. You know, nobody's going to be feeling 100%. I guess if you're kind of adding it all up, the Rams are about as healthy as you could hope for. They're healthy where they need to be. They're healthy on the line. They're healthy at quarterback. They're healthy at wide receiver. And they're healthy at Aaron Donald. Those are the, those are the places that you need to be uh, at your best. And I think they are. I, I can't wait. Like you said, I, I can't believe that we're here. I can't believe that this is a 10-win team that's got a chance to win a playoff 
here's the most obvious and dumbest thing I'm going to say all day. If they win on Sunday night, there really is no limit on what they can do. That that once that once that momentum starts to go, they beat San Francisco a week ago. I know it wasn't A's on A's, but it does allow you there. They've had success against San Francisco in the postseason before. So if they can get over the hump of the Lions, if they can do what we're all hoping they can do, who knows what happens next? I mean, this could be one of the great runs of all time. They could also lose on Sunday night, and we could be here on Monday doing a post-mortem. It's just, it's that big of a game. It could go so many different directions, and I think, really, the first you have to start with was as far as advantages and disadvantages. So we're going to go through the advantages that the Lions have, the advantages that the Rams have, and you have to start with that home field. The Lions have the advantage of being the home team in this game. The ticket prices are sky high. It's going to be a raucous crowd there in Detroit. But this is a mature Rams team as far as their stars. You have a youth and inexperience. There's no doubt about that. But this is a team that you play against the 49ers at home, the Eagles at home, the Steelers at home. You have experience playing in front of loud environments with silent counts. You've read some of these practice reports that that music is booming all week. Yep. So I think they're going to be ready for it. And I also think, too, a lot of nervous energy, some tension in that crowd if the Rams are able to get an early lead. And I think that's a big factor in this one. I couldn't agree more. I, look, the, it, it's going to be loud. The The Lions people will be peaking. The game doesn't kick off until after 8 o'clock local That's time. So they're going to have a lot of time to get in a good mood, shall we say, before the game. Uh, they're going to come in and they're going to be fired up. I, I, but I, But I think you're right. I think that the experience that the Rams have, in particular with their head coach and their quarterback, is going to serve them incredibly well in a hostile environment. And like you said, if they can get a lead, if they can take a lead into the half, if they can take a lead well into the third quarter, then all of a sudden, all of the Lions' good vibes are gonzo. They're, they're, they're out the window, and it's, oh, boy, here we go again. I think we're going to be saying the exact same thing about the Cowboys and the Packers. I'm sure the Packers are probably trying to do the exact same thing to the Cowboys. Get a lead. Take the crowd out of it. Make them get nervous. In particular, make Jared Goff get a little uncomfortable. And I, I think it starts to open up for you. If the Rams have to chase points... I don't love that formula for them. If it's a, you know, it's you got a two point lead. I got a three point lead. You got a four point lead. I got a two point lead. And it's just back and forth. Then, I, then, then who knows? Then it comes down maybe to whoever has the ball last. But I think if the Rams can get out early, if the Rams can take a 10 to nothing lead, if the Rams can get up, you know, uh, 13 to, to 13 to three, 14 to, to six, something like that, then it's like, oh boy, here we go. Because I do think that the Lions and their fans in particular, will get very, very nervous the, the deeper into that game that it goes with the Reliance not looking like they have for the last 18 weeks. Absolutely. It's going to be key for this Rams team to go in there, stay composed, establish the run early on. The Detroit Lions, they're one of the better teams at stuffing the run, so that's going to be something to look for early on. Can you put yourself in a situation where you're in third and manageable? You're not in those obvious passing situations. That's going to be a big key, but for the first big advantage that the Rams have is they have a Super Bowl winning quarterback that the Lions yep. are very familiar with in Matthew Stafford, and I think Stafford is one of the hottest quarterbacks in the league. He's someone that has a four-game playoff winning streak going up against a Jared Goff. So let's talk about how we get bad Goff. And we know that <laughs> if you want to really take away what he's best at, and I hear this thing too, Travis, there's this cliche, oh, Goff can make all the throws, right? Goff can make all the throws. No, he can't, okay? He can't make the no-look sidearm throw. 
Right? <laughs> right. He can't make the Stafford and Mahomes throws. No, he can make all the throws when he's not out of structure, when he's playing within an offense, when he's in his rhythm. So the key to doing that is pressure, pressure, and then bring a little more pressure after that. And you do that with the interior line with Aaron Donald. Give me a vintage Aaron Donald game. And I'm looking at Kobe Turner to really establish himself as a household name and really make a big impact on this one. Now, it's not going to be easy because no. the Rams, you look at their pressure. They're not a team that brings it at an elite level. And on top of that, you have a very strong interior line that the Lions do have in Dan Skipper and Frank Ragnow. So that is one of the big X factors. But if you do that, you are going to get bad golf. That's one of the biggest keys. Look, every quarterback in the league is worse under pressure than they are without it. But the variance on golf is extreme, right? The, the, the way that Tom Brady lost a couple of Super Bowls is because the Giants got after him. They made him move his feet. They made him get off of his spot. And that was Tom Brady, right? Jared Goff's not Tom Brady. Jared Goff is the whole next level of that where when he has time to set his feet, look down the field, and throw the ball, Jared Goff's really good. Not pretty good. He's really good in that situation. When Jared Goff is off schedule, when he has to move, when he has pressure, especially pressure from, like you're talking about, the interior line over the that little center guard triangle, right, we're talking about, well, who's out there all the time? Aaron Donald and Kobe Turner are in that little gap, so there's an opportunity there to do it. If they can get pressure on Jared Goff, I feel really good about the Rams' chances. Not like, hey, anything can happen. I feel really good. If Jared Goff is under pressure frequently, I like it a lot. Give Raheem Morris a ton of credit for what he's been able to do with this defense this year because this was a huge – it was Aaron Donald and let's see what happens. The secondary was, oh, my gosh, who are these guys? And all of a sudden, here we are, and the defense is good. Is it the 85 Bears? No, but it's good enough, right? And it's good enough in the right spots along the way. Get pressure on Goff. Bad Goff will give you one. And, look, if the Rams – if the Lions were playing somebody that wasn't the Rams, I'd be rooting for Jared Goff. I liked him. I thought he was a pretty good guy. I thought he's tough as you know what. And he went out there and competed for the Rams. But I also know that if he is under pressure for an extended, the more pressure, the worse it gets. The longer it goes, the worse it gets. So let's get to him early and often. Make him make some decisions that he probably doesn't want to make. And this is where I think the biggest advantage for the Rams lies is Sean McVay knows what he doesn't like. Sean McVay knows what he's not comfortable doing and maybe to an even more degree, not capable of doing. And I think they're going to force him into that spot early and often. Absolutely, Travis. I love how you bring that up. The variance, right? Most quarterbacks, they're not great with pressure, right? Nobody You're going to see their numbers start yeah. to fall off, but his numbers, pressure versus non-pressure, it is staggering. This season, when he was under pressure, six touchdowns, nine interceptions. When he didn't face pressure, 24 tutties, three INT. Yeah. So he was tied for eighth in the NFL in turnover worthy play rate. So that's the biggest key. So it's going to be absolutely crucial to get a push, to get some pressure on the quarterback, Kobe Turner, Aaron Donald. We need them to be in their bags and have a beastly day for this Rams team. It is going to be absolutely imperative for them to win this game. But coming up in our next segment, we're going to talk about some more strengths and weaknesses, the path to victory for your Rams. We got key matchups that you need to know about. That's coming up next here on Locked on Rams. 
All right, let's talk about getting tickets, right, D-Mac? That when you want to go to that game, especially if it's a last-minute decision to go to a game, and you're kind of freaking, where do I go? Easy now. No more time to freak out the Game Time app, right? Put the Game Time app on your phone, and you don't have to worry about that, I don't know what I'm buying. I don't know if these are actual real tickets or any of these things. You couldn't find something at the last minute. It's super expensive. Game Time takes all of the worry out of buying tickets to your next big event. It's the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sporting events in your neighborhood, music, comedy, theater events near you, and killer last-minute deals, all in prices, so you don't get that final number like, whoa, that's not what I signed up for. And, of course, you can get your view from the seat, all the best price guarantee. Game Time takes all of the guesswork out of buying tickets. And it's the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. So, Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time, right? Download the Game Time app, create an account, use the code Locked On for $20 off your first purchase. Terms do apply. Again, create that game account, Game Time account, redeem the code Locked On, L O C K E D O N, for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. And You know that on this show, we give you a lot of in-depth analysis and hot takes, right? That's what we're here to do. Well, let me give you the hottest take of the day. The best lineup in L.A. right now is the lineup of auto loans at Logix. They start right off the top with my favorites, the proven and dependable new and used vehicle loan. You can count on these guys to give you low rates and save you big-time bucks. So next up, they've got an exciting new rookie sensation in their electric vehicle loans with super low rates and flexible payment terms. And rounding out that Logics lineup, they've got their auto refinancing loans and lease buyouts, right? With these guys, you can lower your monthly payment and get on the road to owning your car faster. It is a hot take. I get it. But seriously, no one can beat the lineup at Logix. Visit your local Logix branch right here in L.A. and let one of their amazing team members help you or just apply online in minutes at LogixBanking.com. That's L-O-G-I-X Banking.com. And we are off and running here on Locked On Rams. Thank you for making Locked On Rams your first listen every single weekday. Free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Locked On Rams, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And a reminder that Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. You got Locked On Lakers, so we're probably talking about that blowout loss to the Suns yesterday. You got the Clippers, you got the Dodgers, so lots of great stuff 24-7. And also, the biggest shout-out ever to our everyday listeners. We we can't tell you how much we appreciate you watching every episode, listening to every episode. And if you are not an everyday listener, add a couple episodes per week, and you won't miss a thing about your Los Angeles Rams. You got playoffs coming up. Get this dub, and we'll be talking more Rams all offseason long, whenever that is. And hopefully that won't be for a while. Now, Travis, here in our second time, we're going to pick it up, and we're going to talk about the next quarterback in Matthew Stafford and what they're going to try to do to him. And I think this is such a fascinating matchup when you really dive into it, because look, the reality is we know Matthew Stafford, he's got the better arm. We know he has the playoff winning experience coming off that 2021 Super Bowl run, 
But we also know that the biggest difference this season with Stafford was that they established a running game, was the emergence of Kyron Williams. And if you can have a consistent rushing attack against this Detroit team, that's going to open things up. Only issue is... Detroit is first against the run per yep. DVOA in the entire NFL. So yep. that's going to be something to look at early on. Can they stuff the run and make this Rams offense one-dimensional? Because that's the case. That's going to really go in the Lions' favor. I think it's Sean McVay versus Sean McVay in that regard. I, because we, we've seen it, right? We've seen Sean McVay go away from the running game quickly when it's not effective. We've seen him say, okay, we're going to run it. Uh, it didn't work. We're going to pass it 39 times in a row. It just that's kind of his instinct. His instinct is to want to trust Matthew Stafford, which is a good instinct. His instinct is to want to trust his own play calling, which is a good instinct. They that he likes to pass the ball. He likes to move the ball through the air. I get it. But th like you just said, DMAC, this Rams team opened up when Kyron Williams really started to crank. And it wasn't just that he was putting up 80 yards, 90 yards, 120, 140 yards. That sure, great. But like you just mentioned a second ago. To do that against this Detroit team against the run, that's not particularly likely. That the Detroit's really good against the run. Run it anyway, right? Run it anyway. Do that thing that is just, I need to show it's like a pitcher, right? Then you may have the most electric fastball in the world, but I gotta throw a changeup occasionally. I gotta throw you a, 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 a slider or a curveball. I have to keep you at least maybe you might throw me something else. And that's what I think that Sean McVay is going to that. If they're, you know, first and 10, they run it. They're second and eight, they run it. They're third and seven. And now you got to, okay, keep running it anyway. Don't decide to run away from that game just because it's not working. Make them stop it because as good as they are against the run, they give up big plays in the passing game. So make them defend that run first, open up that play action, take some shots down the field. I'm really curious to see if Sean, Sean McVay is committed to that running game like I hope he is. Yeah, I'm so glad you pointed that out because that is going to be enticing for McVay if they can't establish the run early on yep. because Detroit, they're a lead against the run. They're one of the worst in the league against the pass. They're 26 against the pass per DVOA. So I think the temptation would be, okay, let's air it out and let's throw this thing and we'll try to score points through the air. Well, we know that you have to be patient. You have to take those two, three-yard gains to just try to build it up. And I like how you say McVay versus McVay, right? You can't just be doing the same thing. Can't go pass, pass, pass. It's like when you go and play Street Fighter and both people pick Ryu, you can't both have Ryu and just do Hadouken, 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 the battle Hadoukens, right? You need all you kids. You need the step by step kid, right? You need to mix it up, right? And that's what Sean McVay needs to do. Can't just go all Hadouken with the passes. So I love to bring that up. <laughs> yeah, I got nothing. That's okay. Yeah, no, for sure. That's, so, yeah, that's I, exactly what that is, by the way. It, and I just like that sound. You should, we should open up every Locked On Rams podcast with that sound. That's tremendous. I love it. Big Street Fighter guy, man. I hate, I hate him, Bison, man. I hate him, Bison. But so you look at these key matchups, too. And I think the big key for Matthew Stafford having success is avoiding the pressure, right? We know he's a different quarterback, too, when he's on the ground, when he's getting sacked. And I think I'm looking at Rob Havenstein versus Aiden Hutchinson. And Hutchinson, I'm sure he's riding high as Michigan Wolverines, just won the national title. He's the prodigal son of Detroit. Well, if you look at the drop-off in pressures from him to the next best in pressures with Detroit, Aleem McNeil, he has 101 pressures. McNeil, 34. So yeah. if you can neutralize Aiden Hutchinson, that's going to go a long way in keeping him clean. Yeah, he's the guy that you have to pay attention to. Like everybody that plays against the Rams has to pay attention to Aaron Donald, right? You break the huddle, 
Where's Aaron Donald? Okay, there he is. All right, here we're going to slide protection over here. We're going to make sure that we have this. We're going to run or right at him, or we're going to run away from him. Same thing with Aiden Hutchinson. He's he's not, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying he's Aaron Donald, but he can mess stuff up the way that Aaron Donald can. He can be the problem that Aaron Donald is. He can be the guy that single-handedly, you know, th- there is a world that exists, D-Mac, where you and I are talking on Monday morning. It's like, they had no answer for Aiden Hutchinson. He blew the whole game plan up. They'd, Stafford couldn't get anything going because Aiden Hutchinson was on his back four seconds after the, the ball was snapped. So that's something that they have to take care of. Again, th- this is why I'm optimistic going into this game. Sean McVay's awesome, right? Like, let, let's talk about this for half a second. Think about all the coaches that are moving around, all the vacancies that have happened. And Gerard Mayo just got placed into uh, New England, so that job is closed again. That Belichick to Mayo happened in about a half a second. But if Mike Vrabel, Jim Harbaugh, Pete Carroll, I guarantee you there are some teams right now that are looking around that have a coach, never mind the teams that are already vacant, but that have a coach and are thinking, should we go get Jim Harbaugh? Should we take a shot at Pete Carroll? Should we go get Bill Belichick? Are these guys better than the guys we have? There's no conversation about that in the Rams building. The the Rams aren't looking for the better guy. They got the best guy. There's like three or four teams in the league that could probably say that. It's Kansas City. It's the Rams. You know, it's one of D'Amico Ryan's. There's the handful of guys that are like, no, we're not even looking over there. The Rams have one of those guys. He's going to put together that game plan that we're talking about to keep Aiden Hutchinson off of Sean McBay. He's going to put it in the hands of Raheem Morris. He knows what he's doing. If they can execute the plan, they're going to be in pretty good shape, but I do not think they're going to get caught flat-footed schematically. For sure. And when you look at that coaching matchup, there's no doubt about it. You know how I feel about Sean McVay. I'm the biggest Sean McVay stand there is. I truly believe that he's the most valuable coach in all of football, college, or the pro ranks. If you could take your first pick of the coach, I really do think it's Sean McVay. You look at his age, what he's accomplished. All this guy knows how to do is win, and he fast-tracked a rebuild, and he took this team to the playoffs in a rebuild year. It's ridiculous what he's been able to accomplish. But when I'm looking at Dan Campbell, I want to get your opinion on is we talked about early in the week how many gaskets he's going to blow. How many times he going to go from four down and what are the results of that going to be because he just likes to roll the dice and yeah as you can do in the regular season a couple years ago he was doing it just because he was playing with nothing to lose right Right. now you have something to lose and you're going for it on four down and this year they've gone for it most second most times in the nfl on four down but they were successful on 52.2 percent of those four down so there is a world where it's a coin flip and the ramps can get advantage from that and i think yeah that plays up in the regular season postseason it's a whole different animal it is, and I don't expect him to change because he's Dan Campbell and he does he goes for it, right? That's what he does. And 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 cool, fine. You got a deep voice and you say crazy stuff. That's fine. Um, here, I, if I'm being compliment complimentary to Dan Campbell for a second, guys that are nuts are scary because you never know what they're going to do. You don't know, you know, you're never quite sure when he's going to, you know, the go for it on the for the two point conversion from this. That's insane. It almost worked, too. It it almost is one of those things that could have won a game for him. So a wild card can certainly work in your advantage if he just does some things that are so, you know, out of bounds that you just like, okay, yeah, fine. Go for it for a two-point conversion from the seven-yard line. But you could also find yourself in a position where they're going for it in a position where no one else would, but if they get it, they win the game. And that's a little scary. When you have a guy that's totally unpredictable on the other side, it, it does give you a little pause, and, and I think that Dan Campbell is 
He's aggressive, right? We, there's there's no scenario where he doesn't all of a sudden become, you know, super conservative and go by the numbers or anything like that. He's going to let it rip, and that's that's something for sure. Yeah, you got to give him credit. He's the culture builder. He's one of the big reasons why they are where they are. By the way, I think we should do a whole segment where you're Dan Campbell and just do your <laughs> Dan Campbell impression. I'll do my McVay. Sean McVay with appreciation, perspective, and impression. Give it everyone out there and just run on me, not we. And we got to go out Jared Goffer. Appreciate it. You know, be do a whole segment on that. You got to say, we got to unlock some optionality. And I got to do a better job of putting our guys in the right spot because, you know, I'm just so happy that these guys were able. <laughs> that's, that's the Sean McVay. Dan Campbell's down here and Dan Campbell goes for it. We bite kneecaps. Okay. I want to bite your kneecaps off and your ankles and your ears. But coming up next here in our final segment on Locked On Rams, we got predictions, some more key matchups, and everything to know about the Rams Lions showdown on Super Wild Card Weekend. We are so close, Rams fans. That's coming up next here on Locked On Rams. All right, I know that uh, the sports world would come to escape from some of the crazy realities of real life, understandably, but let's just talk about preparing for real life for just a second, right? According to the FDA, pharmacies are running out of antibiotics like amoxicillin right in the middle of one of the worst flu seasons in over a decade, and obviously that's incredibly scary. So what would be a more helpless feeling than not having the medication that you need while one of your children, your wife, your, your mom, your dad... And there was a supply chain issue that kept them from getting the medications that they needed. So thankfully, we're going to be all right because of Jace Medical. The Jace case is a pack of five different antibiotics that uh, treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, including UTIs, respiratory infections, sinusitis, skin infections, and a whole bunch of other things as well. So this stuff, that can happen to any of us. So visit jacemedical.com and complete your physician encounter. It'll be reviewed by a board certified physician and your medications will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. It has never been more important to be prepared than it is today. Go to jacemedical.com and use the offer code locked on, L O C K E D O N, locked on to get $20 off your first order at jacemedical.com. And welcome back to Locked On Rams. Thank you for being a Locked On Rams, your first listen every single weekday, free and available wherever you get your podcast. Locked On Rams, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Now, a couple more matchups to get into, and I want to have some a little bit of a legacy conversation here. But I think we look at the receiving matchups. I think it's really, really fascinating. I think Amon Ross St. Brown, you can make the case that he's the best overall receiver in the game when he's on. And I think it's going to be a big matchup for Quentin Lake. He's going up against one of the best, if not the best, slot receiver in the league. He's fast, yards after the catch. On the flip side, yes, it's been all world for Puka Nakua this season, setting rookie record after rookie record, but I love this game for Cooper Cup. Going up against Brian Branch, a rookie slot defender, he's been really, really good this season, but I like the Rams, their depth at receiver, and with Matthew Stafford as their quarterback, I still give the Rams the receiving advantage in this one. Yeah, I do too, for the reason that you mentioned. That I'm looking at the group, right? The group of Cup, Nakua, and Robinson. I, I think you can make a case that that's as good of a three-man group as you're going to find in the entire league. And if it's not the best, it's not the fifth best either. It's It's one of the best groups in the entire league. Well, give a quarterback with Matthew Stafford's pedigree and ability three different guys that he can throw the ball to? Yeah, I, I, I like my chances right there. I think that's a really good spot. Uh, Amon Ross St. Brown is, is 
tremendous. You know, we got to see him here in LA with SC. I mean, he's he's a really, really good player, but he's only one guy. I think this is, kind of comes back to what we're talking about with Laporta off the top of the show, uh, DMAC, that his effectiveness availability, I think, is is everything. Because if it's just St. Brown and you're not worried about Laporta or Laporta's unavailable to go, I think that that needle that's kind of right in the middle, maybe it's a little way Rams, maybe it's a little way Lions right now, I think it swings pretty significantly towards the Rams if they're a one-man band with just uh, Amon Ross St. Brown because the the Rams will not be a one-man. They got those three guys. You got the quarterback. You got Kyron Williams. They got a lot of ways to get that ball into the end zone, and I think that they will. Big agree, and I think you're going to have to have a big game from Akella Witherspoon as well as play a lot better of late after having a really great start to the season, had a little bit of law, and then kind of picked it up later in the year. Now, legacy talk. Now, for me, I've seen people out there saying, okay, if Matthew Stafford struggles, this is going to tarnish his legacy. My opinion, three straight playoff game comeback wins in 2021. You look at, he went 0-3 with the Detroit Lions, but flags fly forever. Diamonds on Super Bowl rings, they shine forever. You win that Super Bowl title. I think that he's already cemented his legacy as far as he could be in the Hall of Fame. I think he should and will ultimately be in the Hall of Fame. I don't think a loss against Detroit is going to tarnish his legacy at all. I don't think it tarnishes his legacy either, but I do think there's an opportunity for him to buff up that ring, so to speak, right? To, to have us look at that banner uh, he, even a little bit more differently because when he left Detroit, the question was, we know he was good, but we think the Lions were bad, but let's find out exactly, right? And we got the answer pretty quickly. He comes to LA, he wins the Super Bowl. And so you're, okay, he's the guy. A second run, it doesn't necessarily have to be all the way to the Super Bowl, but a second run to where he took another group of guys and all of a sudden they're back in a, a deep playoff run again, then it's clearly he is one of the best of his generation. It's not just a guy that stacked a bunch of crazy fantasy numbers and got hot at the right time with a really good team around him once. It's that if you give him good players, they win. They win a lot. They win in the playoffs, and that's what's available to him. I don't think even if the Rams went out there and they lost, 31 to 10, right? And he threw a couple of interceptions. I don't think anybody's looking at Matt. Ah, I told you that guy's not that good. He's a guy, right? I think everybody knows he's a guy, but he can become an even bigger guy with a great performance. I agree. I think it's more of an opportunity than anything else. If he goes out there and he throws seven interceptions and people are like, oh, he's probably wearing his Detroit Lions jersey under his Rams jersey or something like that. He's throwing this game. Then maybe, yeah, you probably will think about this as a stinker for him for sure. But let's not forget, this is the house money Rams, the team that wasn't supposed to be here. And they won five games. They were supposed to be one of the worst teams in the NFL. I mean, this is still an overachieving team. And I think that more importantly, it's a legacy game for Jared Goff more so than it is for Matthew Stafford. Because Stafford has that Super Bowl ring. If Jared Goff, if he struggles to Sean McVay and this Rams team and they don't win a playoff game, I think it's him who's questioning his ability once again, especially if he throws key interceptions or misses key throws. And he's one of the reasons why they don't win. Well, let, let's look at it like this. When the Rams won the Super Bowl a couple of years ago, who got the credit? Matthew Stafford, Cooper Cup, and Sean McVay. It, probably in that order, right? And and when the Rams went to the Super Bowl in Super Bowl 53, who got the credit? Sean McVay. Should, every, everybody thought that Sean McVay was propping up Jared Goff, that he was kind of the Yoda whispering in his ear about what to do. 
Now, Goff's got a chance to say, no, no, I had as much to do with that Super Bowl run as anything else. And if the Lions do win, we'll see how far they go. And, you know, at that point, I might even be pulling for Jared Goff a little bit. But if he goes out to, you know, never mind goes out, but goes out to Sean McVay in the opening round, then it's a uh, that's a function of of Sean McVay. Sean McVay was the guy. He was he was behind the curtain with the Wizard of Oz or Yoda, whatever mixed metaphor I got going right now. Uh He's got he he's he's the guy that Goff's just kind of the guy out there executing what he's told to be doing in the first place. Huge opportunity for Goff to go up and an even bigger opportunity for him to go down. For sure. That's absolutely what's at stake. Now, as far as predictions go, I like where the Rams are at heading into this one. Like I said, from a matchup standpoint, a lot of it has to do with can the Rams stop their run. They're going to bring it up the middle through the run game with Montgomery. And you have a stable of running backs. You have the Rams there trying to get it done through the air and on the ground. I think really who limits the mistakes. We know that Goff and Stafford, as great as they've been, they can throw an interception here and there. So I think turnovers are going to be big. The special teams is a huge wild card. There's a lot into this one, but still at the end of the day, People are talking about it's house money for the Rams. It's whose house money, though? Rams house. I think they're going to win this game. I got the Rams winning 28 to 24. They get to the division round and they somehow, some way win a playoff game in Detroit and they shatter the Lions dreams. 28 to 24 is the right pick because 28 means f- touchdowns, not yes. field goals. Right. And, and I that. look, I, 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 if this comes down to a kick, Good luck. Cross your fingers and toes and, and hope that it goes through because I think anybody that tells you they're confident about it's probably lying. It, it, can he make it? Sure. But are you feeling good about it? Probably not. Um, it is house money two months from now. But right now, you know, a couple of days away from the game with a chance to win, it's some weird. The Texans are playing with house money, right? The Texans, they're in. They don't care. This rent, they can win. They can go win this game. They can win this game and then see what happens from there. So I don't think they're happy to be there. I think they got to punch their ticket. I think it will be very, very disappointing if they lose. Uh, Two months from now, we can look back and say, yeah, what a great season along the way. But they need to take care of business. I like that 28 to 24. No, No field goals. Let's score touchdowns. Scored touchdowns. Look, at the end of the day, they're a road team playing the wild card round against a 12-5 and five yep. team, right? So, I mean, at the end of the day, the Rams Tough are match. still a team that is the underdogs of this matchup. But I agree with you. Every single person in that building, they fully expect to win as they should yep. and as they will, I believe. But that's going to do it for this episode of Locked on Rams. My name is Doug McCain. You can follow me on X and Instagram at DMAC underscore LA. And you can follow the People's Champ. Mr. Travis Rogers, be sure to follow him all Sunday pre-half and post-games. going to be so exciting. Definitely tune in. A lot of incredible stuff there. So it's going to be an exciting weekend, guys. Enjoy your weekend. You have to wait all weekend to get to that game. But we'll be back with you Monday to break it all down. But that is going to do it. And as always, whose house? It's Locked on Rams' house.